Radio. The Journey with Dave and Dodsey, an initiative of the Catholic Diocese of Wollongong and Pulse 94.1. Well, hello, and thank you very much for tuning into The Journey. I hope you're having a fantastic weekend wherever you are, right around the country, and are ready for a fabulous show. AFL Grand Final last weekend, what a ripper it was too. And the Rugby League, the NRL Grand Final, decided being played this weekend. I absolutely love this time of year. And part of the reason I love it so much is because when the footy Grand Finals are done and dusted, it means a big summer of cricket and tennis isn't far away. Today on the show, on the journey, we've got so much to get through. We'll be hearing from our good friend Sister Hilda from Jamboree Abbey, from Bruce Downs, the Catholic guy, who's also establishing Impact Ministries in Sydney. He'll be on the show and we'll also be hearing a great message from Father Dave Callahan from the Missionaries of God's Love. Trish McCarthy, she'll throw in her to Bob's Worth as well with her Milk and Honey segment, hot on the heels of her big win in the New South Wales Oztag women's side. Aussie champs. Congratulations, Trisho, and everyone involved in that side. Trish McCarthy, is there nothing this lady can't do? Fantastic. It was great to have Archbishop Julian Porteous on the show last week. Thanks for all the feedback about that interview as well. We'll have some great interviews in the next few weeks to come, including a few people from the Ignite Conference in Brisbane, with Dr. Byron and Francine in weeks to come about the new government rebate for marriage enrichment and formation, all about keeping marriages strong. It's a great initiative that everyone should be taking advantage of. First up, and as always, though, we're going to kick off the show with a focus on the scripture reading for this weekend, this Sunday. The gospel reading set down right around the world for this weekend is the 27th Sunday in Ordinary Time. It's from Matthew chapter 21, verse 33 to 43. This week, the reflection has been prepared for us by Father Michael Fallon. Now, now, you may know or not know this fact, but Father Michael is known right around the world for his amazing books, his amazing retreats about Scripture. I was up there the other day and was in his office just setting him up with some microphones so he could record some stuff for us. He is unbelievable, the amount of stuff that he's written. His blogs and his books are so popular right around the world. I actually took a photo of a section of his bookcase, all these books, and I noticed every single one of them had the name Fallon on it. I said, have you got any more books left in your Father Michael? said, no, I don't think so. He's, and I said, why not? His, his response was, well, there's no books left in the Bible. He's written a commentary and done scholarly writings for every single book in the Bible. It's quite incredible. You know what? We've got him here regularly on the journey. I, I can't believe it. It's just a, an honour to be in his presence. He's so incredible. There'd be few people around the world who have a better knowledge of Scripture than this man. If you go to our Facebook page, you can have a look at that photo that I've just been talking about. So let's get into it. Whether you're listening in your car, via live streaming, or podcasts at www.radio.dow.org.au, it's great to have you listening into this week's show. Faith, hope, love and life. You're on the journey. Here's this week's Reflection on the Gospel. This week's Gospel comes from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 21, verses 33 to 43. Jesus uses a traditional image when he likens the community to a vineyard planted and cared for by God. He speaks of the prophets whom God raised up to challenge and enlighten the people to produce good fruit, the fruit of love, and to consecrate this love to God. Jesus speaks of this sad history of rejection and mistreatment of the prophets. In clear reference to himself, he reminds the people that God will never give up on the vineyard. They've rejected the prophets, but surely they'll listen when he sends his own beloved son. Surely they will finally realize that God is love and wants nothing less than that we know his love and, as Jesus says elsewhere, we live and live to the full. 
Jesus too experienced rejection. In the words of today's gospel, they seized the son and threw him out of the vineyard and killed him. Matthew saw the destruction of Jerusalem as a consequence of the people's refusal to heed Jesus' offer of peace. He saw the Christian church as the community of those who accepted Jesus as the one who brought to a beautiful fullness the faith, hopes and love of the people of Israel as well as the longings and hopes of the non-Jewish world. The Gospel encourages us to ask ourselves, are we producing fruit for God? When we who are hungry and thirsty and confused come to the church with our burden of sin, what kind of welcome do we receive? What kind of welcome do we offer? Jesus is the way, the truth and the life. The Spirit of Jesus will give us the courage to stand before the truth that alone can set us free. The truth that God will never cease caring for his vineyard. The truth that the fruit that God wants from us is love. Let us give the last word to Paul as he tells us in his letter to the Ephesians, do the truth in love. I'm Michael Fallon. More scripture study material, text or audio is available on my website, mbfallon.com. Faith, hope, love and life. This is The Journey. Together on The Journey, faith, hope and love for life in all its fullness. Here's Sister Hilda with Wisdom from the Abbey. When I was a child, I have a very clear memory that my father used to make my mother a cup of tea every morning. Now, I used to see him do that. And on a Saturday morning, I was involved. I can still see myself as a little one standing there in the kitchen with Dad. He'd give me two cups of tea. No mugs in those days. One day, he saw the look on my face and he said to me, What's wrong? Well, the story was, I was scared. I'd have to get those two cups of tea out of the kitchen, through the dining room, up the hall to the bedroom. It was a long way for a little kid. So I coughed up and said to him, I'm scared, I'm frightened, I'm going to spill it. And he said to me, Oh, that's easy. Stare at one and the other one will be all right. Now for the life of me, I don't know how that works. But I know it does work. I do it to this day. Now if you're looking for God, everything tells you about God and so does that. Sometimes in our lives, you and I have to make decisions. You and I are perplexed. You and I don't know which way to go. We don't know what to do. We're scared that we'll mess it up. What Dad said about the tea fits here too. Stare at God and everything will be all right. Stare at his word. Stare at who he is in your life. Stare at what he's already done in your life. Sit down and stare at him in silence if you want, but stare at God. You'll be amazed. All that stuff that you're worried about, perplexed, uncertain about, it will resolve itself because you put yourself into touch with the God who can do just that for you. Ah, yes. Stare at God and everything will be all right. Welcome back to The Journey. We just heard from Sister Hilda Scott with her wisdom from the Abbey, and this week she gave us a really fantastic story 
about staring at God and threw in for free a tip on how to not spill cups of tea when you're carrying them. So much wisdom from down there at the Jamboree Abbey. And I'll tell you, I could listen to Sister Hilda all day long, I think. Now, if you're listening into The Journey for the first time this week, well, it's great to have you on board. Big cheerio to all of the new listeners who heard about The Journey last week up at the Ignite Conference in Brisbane. That was an amazing conference. 1,200 young people from all over the country coming up to hear really fantastic talks and to set their faith on fire. Great to have you on board. Spread the word about The Journey and keep listening in. And if you are listening in via live streaming and it's not being played in your local Christian radio station yet, give them a call. Tell them to get their act together and put it on in their region so we can encourage the Catholics in their region to listen in and get behind all the programming in their local Christian radio station. Posters and adverts for the local Christian stations are up in all the schools and parishes who play the journey in their region, and it's really building fantastic bridges between churches and across denominations. And it should. It's all about Jesus. Now, if you've never heard Trish McCarthy and the Milk and Honey segment before, well, you must have been under a rock somewhere. She's brilliant. Her piece coming up is all about planning and reaping. Pretty good for, for this season we're in of spring. She's getting quite a following right around the country. She's in high demand as a speaker, a teacher, a butcher, a baker, a candlestick maker. She can turn her hand to just about anything. Now, Trisha. And now it's time for Milk and Honey with Trish McCarthy. The natural order of things is that you plant in a given season to experience harvest and fruition at the appropriate season that follows. This cannot be altered. It is natural, spiritual and wholesome. This planning and order is essential in our daily lives too. Although we no longer plant veggie gardens as the norm, this principle of preparing, planting, nurturing and harvesting is vital for wholesome growth and natural progression. In fitness, planning is like developing the right techniques to progress the body. Things like movement techniques, body conditioning and use of energy systems. Intellectually and emotionally, It's taking out the trash in our minds, getting accustomed to watching and listening to our thoughts and planning wholesome, affirming and positive thoughts that give life to and rise from truth. Nutritionally, it's about planning meals around nature's fundamental building blocks, nourishing the body with natural unprocessed foods that give life to healthy cells, nourish, support and sustain healthy body systems, which in turn affect healthy brain functioning, the source of our well-being. Spiritually, it's about learning various styles and types of prayer, making it a priority in our day to spend time with our Creator, nourishing our soul, carefully tending to it, weeding out sin, negative thoughts, planning and cultivating forgiveness, gentleness, patience, peace and gratitude. This week, you might like to design your holistic garden or field. What are the key areas you want to eventually harvest? What seeds do you need to plant or nurture to get to that point? And what steps can you take this very day, this very moment? You're listening to The Journey, great Christian radio for the whole family. Welcome back to The Journey. I hope you're enjoying the show today. Wherever you are, right around the country, again, a big welcome to our relatively new listeners in Port Macquarie, those tuning in down at Bendigo, in the Illawarra, of course, in Sydney, Gippsland, Albury, Wodonga. It's great to have you listening in wherever you are, either live through your local Christian radio, online, or via podcast at www.radio.dow.org.au. I know we've got a few Tasmanian listeners now as well after our interview with Archbishop Julian Porteous, Archbishop of Hobart, last week. Welcome to all you guys who are listening in down there in Tasmania. Coming up, we're going to hear from Bruce Downs, the Catholic guy. He's got a story about one of his dogs, a big German shepherd. I've seen it. 
his big dogs, Bruce's dogs, and this one's all about his dog getting bitten by a tiger snake and surviving, and some of the lessons that Bruce learned along the way. Faith, hope, love and life. You're listening to The Journey. And now, inspiring you to dream, here's Bruce Downs, The Catholic Guy. Thursday is my talk preparation day when I usually work in my office at home. I was checking that one of the plastic cards in my wallet had expired when I remember I'd left a pair of scissors on the back table outside. As I stepped outside to pick up the scissors, I heard a strange sound behind me. I turned around to see Thunder, our male German Shepherd dog, scraping his front nails on the ground as he walked toward me. He looked terrible. It was at that moment that I noticed a dark shape on the ground to my right. It was a tiger snake. Fortunately, Thunder had killed it, but in the process, he'd been bitten. I'd find out later on that most dogs are dead before they even get to the vet when bitten by a tiger snake. I raced down to the vet and when I got there, the nurse immediately took Thunder away and said the vet will be out to talk to you. Well, five minutes went by and the vet came out and said, oh, we've put a drip into his leg. Uh, Do you want me to proceed? I thought that was a bit of a strange question. A few hours later, the vet kept calling every so often to give us a progress report. They asked us to bring the snake down just to verify that it was a tiger snake. Well, a few hours later when the vet called, I happened to say to them, so how much is this going to cost? Well, it was at that point that the vet said, well, each vial of anti-venom is about $800 and we've given him three so far. The total bill is about $3,000. I said, what? And the vet repeated that the anti-venom was very expensive. And I said to the vet, you could have told me at the beginning, just give me an indication of how much it might cost. To which the vet said, I thought the nurse told you that, which was the reason that the vet had said, do you want to proceed? I said to the vet that I'd have to speak to Rosemary. I called her. And when I called Rosemary and told her what had happened, she started crying out of frustration straight away. That is a lot of money to us. I had this increasing sinking feeling in my emotions and heart as the afternoon went on. How did this happen? How could I be so unaware? I've let the family down. Why did this have to happen? Thunder's a great dog. Why did this have to happen? On and on I went, descending into this darker hole of despair. It was at this point that the words, the joy of the Lord is my strength, flashed through my mind, and then rejoice in the Lord always. These are two phrases found in the Bible encouraging us to live according to a bigger picture than just the one we can see. That's okay for you, God, I thought, but I just spent 4,400. I didn't plan on spending. As a matter of fact, I didn't even know I was spending it at the time. I knew it would cost something and even a lot, but not this much. It was at this point that the thought came to me, will you allow your joy to be robbed by your circumstances? What a challenge. As Christians, we know our lives are transitory, that we are here on earth for just a short time. In this big scheme of God's plan, what upsets us and even what makes us happy, while important, are just small parts of a much bigger picture. To live with joy doesn't mean we're flippant or careless about what's going on in life, but it's about putting our life in a much bigger picture and perspective of God's plan for our lives and His love for us. Joy sits under the emotions of our life, which go up and down, often due to the circumstances of our life. When we lose our joy, we really allow our circumstances to rob us of a much bigger picture of who God has made us to be. Why don't you join me at thecatholicguide.com, where you'll be inspired to dream. You're listening to The Journey, great Christian radio for the whole family. Here are the missionaries of God's love with The Call. In Mark's Gospel... Jesus warns the disciples about the yeast of the Pharisees and the yeast of Herod. He is basically warning them about being influenced by the thinking of the world, which is to live for pleasure or power, 
or the thinking of the old style religion, which we could summarize as saying, try harder and God might eventually accept you. These two ideas are still at work within the church, and we are foolish to believe that we are not influenced by them. It is worth noting how frustrated Jesus was when his disciples failed to understand what he was talking about. In Mark chapter 8, he says, Do you not perceive or understand? Are your hearts hardened? Do you have eyes and fail to see? Do you have ears and fail to hear? Do you not yet understand? If Jesus was to walk into our church this Sunday and see how we think, would he still be rebuking us in the same way? After 2,000 years, is our understanding of Christianity any different to the Pharisees? Or, in our reaction to the thinking of the Pharisees, have we moved into the thinking of Herod? Are we able to avoid the yeast of corruption and discover the pure message of grace and freedom that Jesus offers us? I'm Father Dave Callahan from the Missionaries of God's Love. Find out more about us at mglpriestsandbrothers.org. Together on the journey, faith, hope and love for life in all its fullness. G'day. Thanks for listening into the journey this weekend. I'm Jude, and that was Father Dave Callahan, and he asked us to beware of the yeast of the Pharisees. Now, his order of priests, brothers, and nuns, the missionaries of God's love, are having a massive impact right around the country. In fact, increasingly around the world, they've got a lot of vocations, a lot of young people joining them, and they're dedicating their lives to the gospel and its proclamation, especially amongst young people. They're a very, very charismatic group of, of young men and women. Fantastic to have Father Dave Callahan on the show just about every single week. Now, one of those missionaries of God's love brothers is Father Dan Saratori, and Father Dan is organising the Young Men of God conference that is being held up at Stanwell Park next weekend. That weekend is the opportunity for young men between the age of 16 to 35 to gather from right around Australia, and they are, to come together and hear some inspiring talks, hear some great music, and, and be involved in some powerful worship. It's a time for them to retreat and reflect on their journey, and some fantastic encouragement and tools for the walk of faith. This conference is called Dare to Lead, and the guest speakers include Bishop Peter Comensoli, Senator Zed Seselja, Pat Keady from the Emmanuel Worship Band in Brisbane. He's a fantastic fellow. It's at the Tops Conference Centre in Stanwell Tops. If you want a book, go to ymgmovement.org, or as I said, contact Brother Dan from the MGLs on 0406 803 565. There's a few spots left, but not many, and I can't wait to get up there next weekend and actually meet with some of these guys, and we'll be interviewing some of them to air on future weeks of the journey. After the break, we've got wife and mum, walking library of tips for raising kids, Marilyn Rodriguez, and this week she's going to be talking about hot button issues for parents to deal with. She's really good. Keep listening. Faith, hope, love and life. It's tuned to the journey. With advice on peaceful parenting, here's Marilyn Rodriguez. Hello, my name is Marilyn Rodriguez and this is The Peaceful Parent. Co-sleeping, breastfeeding, pocket money, discipline, sleepovers, chores, social media, sex education, alcohol and drugs. I could go on. There is no shortage of hot button topics for parents to fret, sweat or lose sleep over, is there? If you were anything like me, when you first held your newborn baby in your arms, you probably thought you'd cross off all those bridges when you got to them. Like most of us who are blessed to have children of our own, we probably parented mostly by instinct, based mainly on what your parents did for you, or didn't do, but you thought they should have. Then maybe your eyes were opened to a bewildering array of ideas and perspectives around parenting, covering everything from what to feed your children to how to teach them about the birds and the bees. 
and suddenly you weren't so confident anymore. Or maybe you were, but your spouse or other relatives or friends held very different opinions to yours and you struggled to articulate why you thought you should go a certain way. When I was a journalism student, one lecturer told us that as an editor, you could pretty much do whatever you wanted, so long as you were prepared to stand by what you had put in your publication. I think that's not such a bad approach to take to parenting. Within reason, of course. We evaluate our own attitudes and beliefs, the advice we get from others, our own family situation and the wider culture, and then we make decisions with our spouse and carry them out. If anyone, including our own children, wish to question us about our choices, they can, and we have to be able to back them up. We remember too that ultimately we will answer to God as well for the children he has entrusted to us. I find it helpful to read current books on parenting and child development for information and encouragement in consolidating my own parenting approach. Just one or two books a year, read and then talked over with my husband, helps me greatly. Taking a short course or attending a workshop or a talk with your spouse to help with different issues as they arise or to help prepare for issues as the children grow is one of the best things parents can do for themselves and their family life. It certainly helped us. Among my favourite parenting resources are the books Parenting for Character by Dr. Andrew Mullins and How to Give Your Children What They Need by Justin Coulson. You'll find links to these and other resources on my website at marilynrodriguez.com. Thank you for listening to The Peaceful Parent. You're listening to The Journey, great Christian radio for the whole family. That was another really good input from Marilyn Rodriguez. Now that brings us to the end of another week. Thanks for listening into The Journey. I encourage you to give us feedback on our Facebook page. Just look for The Journey Catholic Radio in your search engine, where you can also follow links to listen to past shows of The Journey as podcasts. And if the show isn't being played in your local Christian radio station yet, and you're listening in via podcast or live streaming, really, give them a call. They'd love to hear from you and, and get some great input from you about why you'd like to have The Journey playing in your local region. They get it for nothing, it's free. And our hope is to get it playing right around Australia very, very quickly and encourage Christians from all denominations to support their local Christian radio station. We're promoting this show wherever we can, particularly in Catholic schools and Catholic churches. And if it's playing in a Christian radio station in that region, we make sure that it goes into every parish bulletin, magazine, anything that we produce to get that Catholic community right behind the Christian radio station in the region. Next week on the show, we're doing all again great music, interviews, inputs from our awesome presenters. And I'll also be spending some time up at the Young Men of God Conference south of Sydney next week. That's going to be a great weekend. Thanks for listening in this weekend. Faith, hope, love and life. Hope you've enjoyed The Journey. The Journey is produced by Jude Hennessy and edited by Nicholas Weir from the Office of the Bishop in the Catholic Diocese of Wollongong. You have been listening to The Journey on cradio.org.au. You can listen into The Journey in Wollongong by tuning in to Pulse 94.1 on Sundays from 11am to 12pm or Wednesdays from 10 to 11pm. And you can tune in from anywhere else in the world through the Pulse 94.1 website or streaming on Cradio on Sundays from 8 till 9pm. To find all the episodes of The Journey and for more shows, talks and interviews, visit cradio.org.au.